welcome. How are we feeling? Hello. (laughs) Yeah, I'm feeling good, thank you. You're feeling good. good. No, we're good. Yes, you're kind of, hopefully the common thing won't be me talking all the time and Adele just (laughs) nodding because that's not going to be any good because this should really mean I'm going to be about her and what she's doing rather than me and what I'm doing. But that's okay. It's going to be really cool to hear you guys' stories. What has the past 10 years held for you? Just a big question. Summarise a decade of life. Very quickly. Um, A lot of work. (laughs) <laughs> and three babies we've had we came with a two and a half year old three-year-old and we've had three more children since we came here so babies and work and of course i've finished my phd oh and then i got employed i worked for a little bit in at one city council in the architecture kind of department there and then i came back to victoria university and was um, employed as a senior lecturer and so teaching and research and yeah, and children and busy yeah yeah and for me it's, it's a funny thing because obviously you have not had a set career necessarily obviously my career has been quite fluid compared to Adele's um, I know Adele's had some interesting things in her past she can share about that later but for me my I suppose my entrance into New Zealand was basically three months trying to find a job and just applying for every job um, Adele helped me with a load of applications to try and try and find something. And actually, it was quite funny that my line of work um, now, of course, involved with rail here, rail here in New Zealand. So kind of anything trains. Um, so I've been involved with that kind of line of work here in New Zealand for 10 years. But mm-hmm. it all started off, actually, because Adele was meeting um, a gentleman called Ewan McQueen at the time, actually. And he was part of the Railway Heritage Trust. Mm-hmm. And um, she was actually interviewing because she was doing some research on the railway houses here in New Zealand. So it's quite funny because um, her research and talking to him, he said, well, you know, they're employing at the moment in railways and they're looking for people part-time. So that kind of first step into employment in New Zealand was just part-time working on board a train, um, just selling tickets and doing tickets and things like that and making sure customers were happy and that kind of thing. So that was my kind of entry, entry-level job in New Zealand kind of 10 years ago. And, of course, you know, as you start in employment you work hard you try mm-hmm. hard you kind of yeah put a lot of effort in hopefully people recognize that you're doing a good job and offer you more opportunities and promotions and things like that and i've been fortunate enough to kind of step through about four or five promotions i suppose in 10 years to various places and end up where i am now which is of course at greater Wellington regional council as their rail network advisor so it's um yeah it's been a fun old journey for me obviously i've, I've just been working 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 of course adele's been doing all her stuff as well as coping my work life because when I first started off it was shift work um originally just kind of weekdays but then moved to weekends and I could be out any time of day any time of night for railways there were set shifts but it would mean some weeks I'll be working early some weeks I'll be working mm-hmm. late other work weeks, weeks I'll be working weekends so it was um yeah kind of very very haphazard but of course this has been my first official career so I feel like really excited now I've been I'm a I'm a professional or something, but um yeah, no, it feels really good because I've been involved with Rail now for say for ten years. It's the longest in terms of career that I've been in for, for my life. So yeah. it kind of feels a bit weird that I'm here, but that's me. You guys are such a cool team though, because it's awesome hearing about Adele your story being like you've wanted to be an architect for since was it six years old? Yeah, really young. Yeah, though, really young. And been your career being I'm interested in this area. I'm going to go put out and see what happens and work hard. And yeah, that's so cool to see those kind of differences because I think there's so many people who go through like both these two situations and 
putting it out, trying, and both of yours started with like cold emails or talking to people yeah, and yeah, getting yeah. yourself out oh, there, yeah. which is so cool. For me, really interesting that once you get a foot in the door in New Zealand as well, that kind of you know linking and relationships, and mm. when you get to know people and opportunities that open up, are just that seem amazingly you know kind of almost abundant in New Zealand, and I think for me that's a real a real plus because it's allowed me to progress through a career. It's actually allowed us to be very fluid as a couple. Like we've actually gone through seasons where you know, I've been working full time and Adele's dropped off work. Adele's picked up full time work. I've gone part time. We've been able to balance it really beautifully in kind of in terms of looking after family and supporting our family here um, with our kids. So it's kind of it's quite nice to have that flexibility. And I think you don't necessarily get it in other places. Yeah, in other places. Yeah, um, you you know, kind of, yeah. Mm. So I think think yeah, I think it's quite it's been quite an amazing time like that for us. That's so cool. We're very fortunate to have you here in Aotearoa. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. That's good. We pay so Ella good. sums of money. I don't know how much money. Yeah. How much do we pay for that? To yeah. save it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Adele, you are an architect and you also are a woman in architecture. Yes. How has that been for you? Because oh. it's not a, exactly. Do you want to paint the picture of what that industry looks like for gender yeah. and. So diversity. The, the situation is changing, but um, just to like help help illustrate it. So when I went through architecture school in the nineties, um, the the females in architecture school were less than ten percent. So I think there was about five of us, and the cohort at my year was about sixty. And then, of course, that carried through into the workplace. So um, I think I've only worked with one female architect in my entire work and I've I have found it really challenging one of the reasons I found it so challenging is because we we work a lot with builders and contractors on sites and for a while there as a as a young woman you'd go on site with a colleague and it the the builders or the contractors wouldn't engage with you so um it was real um i don't know interesting challenging kind of dynamic they just weren't used to dealing with women and so um, if i i knew if i went on site with a male colleague they would probably talk to him and not talk to me so one of the strategies <laughs> I, I, I kind of figured out strategies was actually to insist that i actually went on a site visit on my own and then <laughs> and then they would definitely talk to you but it wasn't their fault it was just it was just so unusual to have a, a woman and even women on building sites now is still quite rare i think mm. um so that's been a really interesting walk um but i think the numbers the stats are uh, much more equal now so in architecture school now in all our year, year groups at the moment it is about 50 50 cool. but there's also there's obviously um, it's it's generally mostly you know white mm. um, middle class kind of folk yeah. in university environment um, and we really struggle to get um, Maori Pacifica mm. in New Zealand into architecture school so it would be awesome to see those numbers increasing and just ingrained in the wider range of um, people, 
the students yeah that would be really fun yeah yeah because i think you you get just such a a lovely flavor in a team with different types of people from different backgrounds and cultures and i personally feel that the opportunities for design and are much i don't know much greater i think Mm. you can do much more beautiful things with a good team yeah yeah absolutely and i do think i think for me it's you're right to touch on cultural differences because for me you know there's a lot of cultural stuff that we bring from the uk but also so much value in terms of maori culture here so actually you know you've not just got the i suppose the the european influence that new zealand has but of course the the melting pot that is new zealand the diversity of culture not just maori pacifica but also there's many people from many countries here and i i think there's a real value in in culture and actually kind of engaging with that culture you only have such a limited viewpoint on your own you only have such a, a singular worldview if it's just you and of course then as you bring in more people and as you bring in more ideas that expands your horizons get bigger mm. the ideas get more colorful get more beautiful they get actually it's, for me it just feels like really really cool eh? so as it does really things start to shift yeah. start to change um and i think you know in a generation's time i think i feel a lot a lot more different from what it is now looking from where you've come over the past 10 years to where you guys are now you've got four beautiful tabariki amazing sparks of life who you get to kind of bring up in the world which is so cool and you're both obviously still working as well so juggling that so what do you find you're really passionate about at the present well (laughs) I'm passionate about being a good mum, obviously, mm. and loving my children and raising them as best as I possibly can. And they're a huge part of my life and they always come first. And I'm really fortunate at the School of Architecture because it's a fantastic head of school and I sat with him. And, and I always say, my children come first, my family comes first. If, you know, um, work is always second to that. And they follow, work follows on after. So, Yes, yeah, so I'm super passionate about those guys. And then um, I am passionate about architecture and I am passionate about housing. And I'm really, really wanting, uh, longing to do something in the area of housing for the poor. Um, and really passionate about people who've rented for a very long time, being given opportunity to purchase and buy and get on the housing ladder. I'm really passionate about... Um, working with different types of people in a, and joining with different types of people, making connections to see if we can't build as a team. I mean, yeah, so that kind of, that's where I'm at right now. I'm so cool. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, it's, it's funny because I'm not, I suppose, being partly removed from architecture and industry and stuff like that. But I do think that, as you mentioned, the connectivity, I love, you know, for me, I love making connections. So, I kind of think part of my passion is actually just connecting people and getting people involved with stuff. So that's um, obviously outside of work, obviously do quite a few things. So, you know, I think, um, you know, connected into kind of families at schools and things like that. It's quite cool. So we live obviously in an amazing neighborhood with um, people who live in our neighborhood. Hello, <laughs> <coughs> Kirby. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously we have, we have people obviously really, really good friends actually, like our kids obviously just around the corner and it's just, it feels like one of those neighborhoods here where actually a lot of people know a lot of people and it's kind of beautiful like that that you can you can connect in you can kind of you know get people involved with stuff you can bring in friends and stuff like that where actually you need to kind of 
you know, call up someone and ask for a favour, you can call up people and ask for a favour. But also it lends itself to me, not not just kind of local connections, but I think also in terms of work connections and the things we do together. I think there's a real a real value in kind of pulling people together and actually being able to do stuff together. So actually a lot of my heart and my passion is actually seeing people come together for common purposes, for common goals, to see a common good realised. Because mm. I just, I think too often we're siloed, too often we do stuff on our own, too often we think we can do everything because actually there's so much stuff that's so accessible these days it almost feels like you could do it on your own now if I just google this if I just go on here if I just work this out you almost feel like you don't need anyone like you can just go through life by doing stuff your own but I don't think we're designed to be like that you know we're designed to do stuff together we're designed to be in relationship with each other and I think that's really key so for me holding good relationships and building those good relationships are really important because actually you can yeah you can do a lot more together than you can ever do on your own and I love that both of you like when we were kind of preparing for this podcast, one of the things I saw come up was like the amazing fakatoki or just kind of question that is asked is, And yeah. I think that comes through stro- like so strongly in your passions and like it's, it's about people. Yeah. Yeah. What's the most important thing? It's about people, people yeah. their well-being, um, whether it's making sure that they've got housing and it's not just housing but it's from a holistic perspective and they've got the right support around them like all that kind of thing but also really strong relationships it's so cool it's mm. so amazing we love people eh? yeah. yeah they're the most important i love buildings and architecture that's yeah. cool but it's it's for the people eh? yeah mm, the people are most important we as a couple actually i think my wife is actually much more inclined to do stuff that's practical that actually suits a need that actually meets a need that is actually something that's kind of you know grounded in people because actually you need to have something that will you know whether it be a, a tiny house that you know is a first step onto a ladder for someone who needs it whether it be a you know whether it be a a larger house that's going to fit a larger family and actually a community of houses that's going to have a group of people you know kind of living and doing life together it's so cool i love that eh? what you said around people being um like design that's grounded around people I love that. And then I know for us one of the things as well is that, that we've got people and design that are both grounded in like sustainability and the environment as well mm, yep. and people who value the land and honour and respect that and acknowledge like where life comes, like all that kind of stuff. It's so cool. Mm. It's so cool. That's really important, eh? I just, um, I, we just have to build in a way that's really sensitive and responsible. But for me, we have to use materials that are natural. Um, for me, you know, if we can build in a way that it's going to be easily dismantled, if we can build without glue, if we can use nuts and bolts, if we can, you know, just um, be really respectful to the land, that's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Recycle, reuse. Recycle, yeah. 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 All that stuff. Yeah. So cool. I, think, I think when you mentioned it as well, for me, it's like it's actually – it's actually realizing that everyone's needs are different as well within that. That actually that one building that could be a copy and paste isn't necessarily going to suit the next. So for me, I think sometimes it's easy when you can kind of default to what you know. It's so important that we design out what people need rather than actually design for people and actually give them designs. So I think I think that's part of what we're kind of quite passionate about as well is actually designing with people alongside people and actually designing what's needed rather than just yeah what you think someone needs because mm-hmm. it's like you know that's that's where all this kind of you know because they might have a real passion to keep a lot of what's maybe on an existing site or within an existing building they might want to mm-hmm. keep um some 
features of that building or might want to put something up to remember someone or something or do something. So for me, it's having all that sensitivity and understanding that you you design out of that, not just design because you're the professional. Um, so yes, it's quite important. So yeah, I think all that's really, really key to good design and successful design. And I love that um, when you're designing for with someone in mind or someone who maybe is left out of the traditional, like for example, white, able-bodied, kind of mid-height, when you're designing for people who maybe um, look at like a more diverse spectrum, it's suitable for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's so cool. So for, like if you've got, um, you're looking out of a cultural perspective or a worldview that is centered around community and relationships, it's not just good for them, it's good for everyone. And mm-hmm. I love that, which is so cool because it so enhances like what you were saying earlier, Adele, like design for everyone. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we align on a whole bunch of stuff, which is kind of <laughs> yeah really cool. So we've got a bit of a thing that's bubbling up. It's not really a thing, is it? It's one a, of these startups, is it? Uh, startup. Yeah. We have uh, started a business. Yes. Which is so cool. We've got, we've got to be careful. This isn't like an advert now. No. So yes. We're not going to make this into an advert. But we we're going to share a little bit about the journey of yeah. what we've done. Um, and to be honest, it started very much like this. Say eh? we <laughs> we were just chatting, and Adele was sharing some of her dreams and visions. Oh, yeah. And we just aligned on a whole bunch of stuff, and it was really really cool. And you got very excited. I got very excited. Yeah. yeah. Ben came out, and we saw Adele and I chatting, and he goes. Uh, you uh, guys are planning something. <laughs> I see the faces. I see yeah, the faces. Yeah. Thing. You can't see on the podcast the faces, but when you see the faces, you, you, you understand. understand. You got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So true. I think um, for a long time, eh, um, Ben's been saying to me, oh, you should start a practice. You should start a practice. And I've been in a bit of a, mm, not sure. And um, But I think... Um, over the last few years, I think I see a need, eh? And I think sometimes we have to be brave and see, like, I am super passionate about lots, lots of things, especially housing. And if I can do something to help provide housing or be involved in that process and offer the skill set I have and that's going to have a benefit for people, then actually I should do that and not just like go, oh, <laughs> we need more housing and crafty mm. and just do nothing. So I think I've got this, I've just moved into this place like maybe it's because mid-40s, I'm like, right, and, but I'm a bit more, yeah, okay, mm. there's a need, we should try and do something to help. Um, so a year ago I set up a company just because, I suppose in faith because that's what I thought that I should do and it's called altogether architecture because it it's architecture with people rather than for people so and the idea of this collaborative and connected and and um yeah and and this designing with communities and yeah um, it's really important so it's called altogether architecture I just flung a couple of random emails out because my mum was living in New Zealand, I think at the time we were in the UK, and I just sent an email off to Vic saying, 
Hello, I'm a British architect and I'm interested in housing and sustainability and I'd like to do some research, what do you think? And then amazingly, like within a year, I think, um, I had a full scholarship to do PhD research at Vic in Which housing is... and sustainability. What is Vic, darling? Oh, Victoria University of Wellington, sorry. Yeah. Um, so cool. Yeah, and so we came because we could. Yeah. And the door opened. So we haven't really got a plan. We just came because we could. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And yeah, so another thing, I think another reason for wanting to set up a company and set up a business is for the flexibility because I've always found it incredibly challenging to balance and work as an employee and be a really good mum to my four children and our children are still really young they, they range from two to eleven <laughs> a two-year-old is particularly interesting <laughs> and vibrant and yeah full of life which is awesome and but she's I've, a two-year-old and she's a two-year-old yeah. <laughs> and so but i've i've always even with part-time work really found it challenging yeah to mm. and i always when i leave my children in carpeties not far from wellington but when I go into uni to teach, I'm just really aware of the distance and it would be so awesome, I think, to um, yeah, to work from home and actually be able to do all the school pickups and drop-ups and really be flexible in yeah, so that was mm. important. And then um so I have lots I have lots of dreams, hey, and I think as well as I've got older um deciding more to pursue the dreams even if they seem crazy so another dream i had and when i had a conversation with you that day ella another dream i had i'd been thinking for a while that it would be really awesome to give opportunity for youth or young people to actually train in architecture without having to go to architecture school and to be mentored and work do you know work as as they go and so when I came to you that day and I said Ella you're super interested in youth <laughs> you <laughs> work got, in youth development yeah you you you've got something to do with youth you'll go with youth how, how do you think it would be to run an architecture practice um, which is super socially focused and and like mentor youth and train them up in architecture to be designers and those ones that would never step in a university mm. you know and then and then and I, then I got this other crazy idea about, oh, we should get get youth and we should train them in architecture by building houses and then we could train them to build houses as a way of learning and then we could distribute houses in the community and, you know. And so these, these maybe 10 years ago, I'd have these ideas and just do nothing with them. But now I'm a bit more like, hmm, that's a good idea. We should do that. And I'm a bit more, yeah. And again, I think that's age maybe for me I don't know um so now I'm after pursuing if I have these ideas and I think you know that sounds cool we should perhaps try that so we are in the trying phase it's good to try new things good <laughs> yeah it's really good as well because it's dangerous once you share them yeah and then, yeah. You, and then you find other people who are passionate about yeah. those things as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like oh all of a sudden yeah <laughs> here we are here we are i think yeah, think yeah. for me it's funny because hey, i'll throw you a quote into the quotes and stuff and i remember someone saying to me a long time ago that you gotta dare to dream dreams so big that they'll mm -hmm. fail unless god's in them 
So for me, it's it's a funny thing eh, that actually in amidst all this, it's actually you've got to you've got to almost go beyond what you what you believe is just the, the small way eh? because you can easily achieve like you know start a business. You yeah, not trying to belittle starting a business, but most people can go, I'll oh, just go and start a business. Well, you can set up a company very yeah. quickly. Yeah, it's yeah. About half an hour online. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you do that super. You go, quick. Rob, yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah, you can do that super quick. But the reality is actually when you're looking at you know you kind of vision your values and actually what you're going to do and actually what your dreams and your ambitions are but actually they shouldn't just be a, oh i just want to do a you know, design one house this year that'd be great you know, actually mm-hmm. we should be stretching ourselves and pushing ourselves and going a little bit beyond ourselves that actually we we have to almost lean into into god and actually kind of you know lean a bit more and actually feel like we can't do stuff just on our own and that's why i think it's actually you've just got to trust that those connections will come that the kind of right things will happen that the doors will open that you know, things will kind of expand actually if it's the right thing to do that actually you can't just sit down and do you know the kind of because actually only when we yeah we'll mostly move on to kind of you know things like legacy but actually you want stuff to have impact eh? you want stuff that's not just kind of you know the little kettle in a pond that even that's kind of like a small thing what you want is like the kind of rock in the ocean style or kind of like you know, whatever it be and you want you know kind of tsunamis that are actually going to wash over people in a positive way um, but actually, kind of large impact stuff. You want things that are going to be, you know, important and significant, mm-hmm. rather than just, you know, kind of kick back and relax and do life. Well, at least that's kind of part of my heart. I suppose I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't want just. And I've been mowing a lot in my life recently because I've recently turned forty. But I don't know if that's saying it's catalyzed it. But it's kind of for me the catalyst of, of actually thinking. Fire times really flying by really quick. Eh? And I know everyone feels like time is always rushing by, but now look at. My kids in our eldest daughter's almost 12 and you now that was 12 years ago when she was born I'm like that's gone really quick and face only two our smallest one at the moment but actually she'll soon be 12 and then make car 22 and i'm like far out and i know it seems like an age away but not even a decade from now it feels like it's going to happen pretty quick and pretty sharp and actually it just feels like you've only got a limited time while you're here like you've only been given a certain amount of years and no one knows when those years are going to end no one knows it might be next week, but actually if we get, I hate to say it, but a good innings in inverted commas, you know, if actually you, we might be 70, maybe 80, maybe even 90, but that's, you know, it's my life times two. And then, you know, kind of a, 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 towards the end. So for me, it's actually what what are we going to do now? Actually, what's the what's the significance of now? And what actually are we going to do that's going to have a significant impact now? Because you can wait on stuff. Like we could easily say it's not the right time. We could mm. easily say, it's too busy we could easily say oh, i've got too much on yeah. um the because economy that, is yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's not the yeah. right time you could always put it off because yeah. so many people do and you could just say well it's just not right we just don't want to do it now but actually you have to at some point just take that step and say well look as adele said like you know i've just gotta just now's the time you just gotta do it because mm-hmm. you could you know you could easily just go to the states quo and just do you know kind of normal life stuff until you retire and then you're you know, kind of looking after grandkids and then you're doing whatever else and that's mm-hmm. it then your time's up and that's it so i just feel it's got to be you know if you want to do something significant something that's going to have impact it's like well it's got to start somewhere eh? so that's what we're doing man that's exciting eh? Mm. it's really exciting and i think when we look at starting something there's such a it's such an amazing thing stepping out and following a vision and we talk about like resource follows vision and all that kind of thing and then I guess when we go into the depths of actually stepping out, having a crazy dream, sharing it with someone, and then actually stepping out and doing it, there's a lot of challenges within that space that 
you know, we've had to kind of walk through. Um, and I was wondering if you guys would be keen to share a little bit about some of those challenges, whether it was fear or um, questions or things that have come up in that and actually stepping out to do the thing that's on your heart that is burning. I that's you, Go on, you That's, that's not that. you because you're not afraid of anything. You're just fearless. <laughs> okay, so for me, I am, I've previously been quite a fearful person by nature and am... Oh, sorry, can I just put a full stop there for a moment? Go on. You previously were. You've actually got a lot better. Previously, I'm getting a lot better. Yeah, I am. No, it's good. I'm am, I am improving, which is good. Um, so the idea of setting up a business is actually quite terrifying, if I'm honest. And um, I still feel a bit scared, if I'm honest, really honest, because <laughs> I'm like, oh, what if I do? And it, I think it's all connected with like self-doubt. Yeah, what if mm. I do something wrong? Or what if? make a mistake what if you know um, not so much what if we don't get any work I'm not I don't mind so much about that but it's more about I suppose a question still even mm. at 47 I still question my ability which I know in my head is ridiculous because I know I'm experienced and I know I'm quite able but I don't know I still I think I had a couple of knocks really early in my career, in my early 20s, um, and they were really significant. I worked for an architect who was very not helpful um, and another personal thing. So I actually I, I just really knocked my confidence, and it's taken me a lot of years to recover that. And so, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so that's the biggest thing for me, really. And... I want to do I want to do it really well, eh? Mm. So my perfectionism has died, I think. <laughs> which is quite helpful. <laughs> I used to be really perfectionistic, that was really bad. Um yeah. <laughs> so um that's helpful, that's died. So that mostly I think. With having four kids it helps. Yeah, it. with four kids. <laughs> and so and then and then the juggle, yeah, being able to do great work and really honor clients and do great work and then just juggle the caring for my family at the same time I think it's a, it's a bit like hmm, it's gonna require a bit of care or planning mm. starting scrappy a scrap yeah, paper yeah 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 you're promoting your own podcast yeah I think I think for me it's quite funny because uh, even though Adele says I'm not really afraid of much if anything um i think for me it's it's still interesting because it always feels like and this tension i suppose just being a guy and i don't want to make this seem really stupid but it's like there's always been a tension with me because i suppose as as someone who has never been to university and never studied and never had a career and all that kind of stuff i think i've always been in entry-level jobs of course never earned much money only at this point in time earning well, was it earning good money? Obviously, in my current current role, but it's never really been just enough to kind of support my family. So I know there's this mm. kind of tension as the the guy of the house, and I'm the man of the house. So therefore, I should be providing for my family. And of course, the more kids we've had, the more provision you need. Um, so of course, you feel this kind of I suppose, need almost to kind of like you know to kind of yeah to to do a bit more or to kind of, you know to find a better job or to find a job that pays better. Um, but I've always felt this kind of, you know, Adele's been amazing with this in terms of just, you know, kind of 
encourage me and allow me to kind of like, you know, step into something new if I need to. But I always felt that kind of those doors have opened and naturally progressed through doors that I need to. But it, it, in doing that, it's, it's, there's still this tension there, like, how much are you going to do? Because I think it's like, it's no longer just a guy going out to work and earning money and coming home. There's all those things that go with it. There's all the kind of the actually, because we're here in New Zealand on our own as a family, we don't have our natural family around us. So, of course, we have the kids and, of course, they're at home and they have their needs and the stuff that we're doing with them, of course, is quite, you know, of course, just normal life stuff. But, of course, you've got activities and you've got things you've got to do. So you've got the tensions outside of work that's life is busy. Mm. So, of course, you know, and actually as a dad where it used to be, you'd go to work, you'd come home, you'd sit down, you'd read your paper, whatever, and ignore your kids. You know, now, of course, there's an expectation that you want to engage with kids and you kind of at least be some kind of level of dad that, you know, you would um, you know, kind of you need to engage with family, and actually weekends you want to be taking them out and having a good time as family and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's a real kind of for me it feels like a real balancing act. It's not necessarily a fear or kind of the other kind of stuff, but actually it is. It's a real tension eh, between kind of how you actually look at doing that life well in some respects, as as we touched on. You know, it's actually you don't just want to just do life; you want to do it really well. Um, so of course that is has to be reflected, of course, in your family, but also your job and then the work you do, and that tension from my point feels quite quite real and quite quite raw in some respects mm-hmm. that you need to that you need to try and yeah you need to try and make all that work together it's um a bit of a stress a bit of pressure but it has been quite amazing that we've been able to work together i suppose as a as a couple yeah, and, so that's, more. and that's also really you know that just flags that other thing that's really interesting it's like we've never ever been able to live on ben's salary mm. never i've always had to work mm. and there's been sometimes I've really not wanted to work actually, and I'd see what would appear to be every other mum around me who doesn't go to work and is doesn't have that. You know, and going to work is is good in some ways because you get that. I really enjoy work. I love work. I'm really blessed. I've, I've always loved 100% everything I've done. Um, but. It, is that some days you just actually need to be in the house to tidy up and get that washing on the line and and then your child's sick and hold on it's really hard what you do I should be in a lecture theatre but my child's really ill and we've got no family and blah, 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 you know and so I just think that juggle that life juggle with children with two parents that need to work is really hard mm-hmm. and so a lot so a lot sometimes if I meet you know, when I meet new people and I find out they work, I'm like, how do you manage that? How do you do that? What the strategies have got in place? Um, yeah, and to do that well is yeah. really, really challenging. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I can't even begin to fathom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are some of those strategies that you guys have kind of been able to create together, I guess, to... We're still, we're still trying to develop strategies, eh? We're still trying mm-hmm. to learn. Well, I think... I think uh, I mean, we're both really blessed at the moment. Actually, we have, have works well, other than outside of lecturing, of course, it does a, a job that's really flexible. flexible. My my current work is amazingly flexible. And I think having both having bosses great that actually, employees. yeah, having great employers that actually yeah, are very, very flexible mm-hmm. in the mindset, of course, they're happy to almost let things go. I think that's been, it's not necessarily a strategy, but it is something mm-hmm. that having it's that really where you can important. leave at any moment, where you can pass something over where you can take a couple of days off where you can do that kind of stuff is, is really key. Eh? So to any employers that are listening, they need to have that kind of mindset because it's, it's, it's difficult. So I think there is a, there is a transition even happening in the workplace these days, eh? especially with COVID and everything that's happened that people are starting to think 
differently, but there's still a whole swathe of people I know still work with a few people, um, no, name, no names mentioned, who actually want to work there seven to three day every day. And they've been offered flexible working, but they're like, nope, I want to do my seven to three, eight till four. That's my day. I know what it is. You know, um, I come into the office every day. I expect, you know, and they, they sometimes expect teams to kind of try and do it as well. And they're not really passing on that flexibility. And I know some people feel quite stifled by that and feel that's quite difficult. So I think, I think, you know, we both feel very blessed that you're in a position where our employers, our bosses are very like, if you need to get home, get home. If you need to take some time off, take some time off. If you need to, you know, just uh, have a couple of days, have a couple of days. So that's, that's really key. I think for us to be able to, you know, support and to be able to kind of you know do what we need to if there's a, a family emergency to come home we can do it you know, mm-hmm. so there is no pressure there so it's good and then I think obviously like time management organization mm-hmm. so our calendar's on the wall and it's very detailed mm-hmm. and and um, then all the little things that you can do that are helpful like making set meals yes and, uh, we were just talking <laughs> which we are now doing in our family <laughs> we make seven meals every week sadly for my husband then it's not too keen but the kids <laughs> it's good and for me it's good because yeah. i know what i'm buying every fortnight and mm. and we have to streamline things mm. and um, and routines really mm. important yeah, i think routines quite key as well yeah, it's right. yeah i think it's a good thing for me it's yeah especially the kids they like kind of yeah. when they and i think We've also been in a really fortunate position. There's always been one of us home, having that routine where our kids have always had a parent at home, and yeah, you know, whether it be me or Adele, in the days where Adele's in the seat, I've been able to be at home or vice versa, and I think that kind of lends itself to a routine at home for the kids to know that we're both here, to know that yeah, we can yeah, that it'll be like this every day. I think it's kind of a, there's not necessarily days. I know early on when I was working, of course, with my shift, I wasn't necessarily here every evening, but Adele would be here. And, yeah. that kind of stuff I know when Adele was out working sometimes I'll be here and be able to do school runs and pickups so it's um yeah routine, routine. pretty important yeah. it's amazing hats off you guys are incredible parents and you have a Thank beautiful you. family yeah children are awesome it's I'm amazing. so biased they're no. so lovely and they're gorgeous <laughs> you very, very I am awesome. also I am biased it's so good yeah. I don't know if I agree no of course <laughs> I agree with that of course I agree with that <laughs> That's very, very cool. Oh, yeah, wow. Family, eh? Yeah, that's cool. That's exciting. Yeah. Shout out to all our amazing employers yeah. and flexible work practices and places. Mm. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. We are so fortunate. That's great yeah. stuff, eh? So you, we're embarking into a bit of a new season. New season. New season. Love yeah. new season. We keep throwing around this word season and transition and we're moving out of some things and into new ones. What are the, some of the feelings floating around? I'm super excited, hey? I'm determined for 2021 to try and bring a bit better work-life balance. That sounds ridiculous because we're obviously launching a business. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still working. I do have four children. But still, um, I think I am trying, yeah, going to try and edge more make better use of my time um, i'm super excited to see what doors will open and what opportunities we get yeah and i'm also excited if uh, i mean you know, can't think for me and my we're recording this on my first four-day week official Woo-hoo! four-day week how exciting is that so i'm kind of, <laughs> yeah i'm so excited that for me 
Um, my employers, of course, agreed to a six-month trial of me dropping down from a five-day week to a four-day week. Um, so this is my first official day off in the middle of a week, which is very, very crazy because uh, Adele's already talked about that kind of work-life balance. So for me, it was just getting a bit of breathing space because, um, yeah, I think when I don't know how much, yeah, kind of in that, I know as we were talking about all together architecture quite frequently together. Um, and then obviously we're musing over what that might be and how it might look and how what's going on and all the leads that we're pursuing and all that kind of stuff. So of course we're, we're constantly doing that, but just feels that you also within a week it'll just give us give me especially just a space to breathe, just to be because um you know outside of that when you've got almost activities every night after school to get the kids to when you've got weekends that fill up pretty quick, um there's never a moment to kind of have that have that I suppose that rest that we all need it but um i don't think for adele it's just a challenge of trying to etch a time in that and maybe maybe actually book some physical rest time in a diary um will be a good thing for adele to be able to start to start to get to a place where she chooses to actually have a bit of time out because i know it's uh, adele has been far much more busy than she is one of those people that um her makeup natural makeup is to is to is to work pretty hard and to work pretty long and to do that kind of stuff and she does it really 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 well but that also means that within that it's you know there's usually not much time to stop in fact any time to stop sometimes and i think that's not massively healthy so we have to definitely at some point during this year as we start to transition as we start to change out of what we're kind of currently doing into this new thing it's going to be yeah, really important to get that you know not just to be work 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 but actually to um to kind of schedule in some kind of rest to some kind of leisure, some kind of, you know, something that will allow you just to kind of hit that reset button once a week to, yeah, to be in good form rather than just kind of full on form most of the time. Yeah. So when we talk about rest, obviously it looks so different for me to what it does for you guys and almost virtually non-existent in some ways. So how are you feeling looking at like building in some kind of way or like even if it's just an hour or something or work-life balance what are you guys thoughts around that because I know there's a lot of people who um struggle with the same thing have family so being at home you can't you don't really have the privilege of switching off you've got other people who are wanting things from you and there's always something to do I guess is something that gets thrown around a lot so yeah what is a bit of insight from you guys in that space it's interesting because you don't you don't get the rest do you in some respects because for me Ethan our boy asked for food every five minutes. So it's like, <laughs> so it feels like, He's feels so like you never get a rest yeah. because you always ever like, can I have food? Can I have food? Can I have food? I'm can hungry, mum. I'm hungry. I'm like, oh, <laughs> just fed you. Come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> he was the bottomless pit that is yeah. the boy. But um, no, I, I think for me, it's interesting because eh, I'm hoping, obviously, on my day, uh, that obviously I'm going to try my rest because I know it's, it's really hard because eh, I know so many people listening will know that when you're not just when you're homeowners, but anything, there's always stuff to do around home. And when you have multiple kids or a few kids or whatever, you know, there's always something to do with kids. Um, when you're involved with stuff outside of work, there's always stuff to do outside of work. Um, you know, it's just, there's always pressures on you to do something, always. I mean, it's like, you know, and that's what makes life and sometimes feels quite relentless, the fact that it's, there's always something on. But you, you I think you just have to be disciplined enough and I think we're going to have to try and be disciplined enough just to, so well look like for me today on Wednesdays because it's Wednesday for me it, it's saying 
right, okay, on my Wednesdays, I'm going to make sure I get at least an hour, maybe two hours of just, you know, I does like, or go and watch a movie, or I might just go and lay down on a bed and just go and listen to music, or I might just go and just have that moment just to, just to switch off and just to chill out from the normal craziness. So I think, um, good craziness, but I think, yeah, they're kind of normal, busy. So I think, yeah, I think to try and do that for me is going to be really important. Yeah, for me, it's super hard. I think um, because there's so much to do all the time. And um, our youngest days are really nice, late. All the kids get up early. Like, literally, I can work. Most days, actually, I just work all day nonstop. Mm-hmm. And it's not all wood pay work, it's it's everything else, it's preparing the meals mm. and, and the dishes and you know. And so where I've I've struggled for a long time was if I stop even for half an hour I actually feel guilty because there's so much stuff I can see that needs doing. And so I have to get over that really. Mm. And just go, you know, I have to I have to force myself just to stop for a minute, maybe go on a walk. I haven't done that for a long, long time, mm. actually. I haven't had rest in a week for a long, long time. Yeah, I mean we have little blips, and I think it's like occasionally if I've booked a booked a day off work, you might go out for half a day somewhere, or you might do something. Yeah, occasionally, but yeah. not very often. But it's yeah, very sporadic at the moment. I think it'll be good to try and get some kind of routine behind it. Yeah, routine yeah. would be good. Like a, maybe even just a morning a week, just mm-hmm. to go two hours and go right. I'm just going to paint. I'm just mm-hmm. going to, as in yeah, walk. Maybe go to the beach. I don't mm-hmm. know. But I've got. It's going to be really. I've just got to be really strict with myself because mm-hmm. if I don't do it, I'll never stop. Yeah. And I've done I've done never stop for quite a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah your never stop was like 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. Yeah, study, yeah, yeah. research, PhD. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so the easy. kids, it's really funny. So like Kari doesn't even know. She would, she would have only been little, but what I've never done, I've never actually worked with the kids mm. around me. So when the kids are with me, I'm full with the kids. Mm. So what I've tended to do is if I'm writing or researching or whatever I'm doing, I'll do it in the night when mm. they're sleeping, which is great because it means the family time is lovely family time, mm. but it means that my sleep has been very little, mm. which obviously is great maybe for a short time, but it's not sustainable in the long term. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, well. so, Any folks who are listening, you don't, do PhDs over four months <laughs> with, whilst whilst writing from nine PM to two AM every day. You don't do it because yeah, yeah, you've been there and done really it. Good. We've done that. So it's <laughs> kind of yeah. It's and when you're pregnant. Yeah, I'm working. I'm working. You don't. Yes. So don't do that. Yes. Everyone who's listening. Yeah, it's not. It's awesome. not a good idea. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Oh dear. Wow. And well, I find it. Yeah, I find it so inspiring that you. Yeah, like you say, you do it because it's it. This is your family, it's your work, it's it's life and you do it. And I think it's so testament to kind of the legacy that you want to leave your kids and the community and your workplace and with your students and your colleagues and the projects that you work on. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing. And I'm I am really excited for you guys to like maybe be able to go for a walk. Come on, we'll yeah. we might be able to go for a walk. I will come look after the kids <laughs> for a day. Oh, if a day would just be outrageous. <laughs> no, we're we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. It's very exciting. But yeah, so 
kind of a really cool way. We've kind of done a bit of the past where we're at now and where we're headed. And and then I know we talked a little bit about time and how crazy it is. So for you guys, what's the kind of legacy that you hope to be able to leave? I'm really passionate. I don't know if this is a legacy, but I'm really passionate about sharing. Mm. And we're so privileged. We got on the housing ladder two years ago mm. and it was just amazing to come out of that rental place, which we've been in for a long, long time. And because we're so privileged, I just want my kids, we want to share what we've got, you know. Mm. And I think um, if if I can encourage our kids to share and if they can look maybe when they're bigger look back and maybe think about me and it's like oh mum she just was really good at sharing um, that would be really cool for me mm. and actually caring for others I think especially in this in society sometimes it's all about me and people I don't know you can really in you know if you're not careful you just get into this real kind of place where you're just thinking about yourself all the time and you you don't see others and I would just love to be a person who sees others and I'd love my kids to see others. So in terms of my legacy I'm not really too sure what I should be doing for the future. Um, I suppose the biggest thing for me would be seeing a more connected community than what we have now I suppose and um I just like to see more people working and kind of yeah working with more people and seeing the right outcomes for the right people and I think that's if I can have a part to play in that to pulling people together to see, see stuff happen and make that happen somehow um yeah I'd love it thank you so much again for your time that's gonna be really really cool you're very welcome it's gonna be exciting to see where our business goes yes and life this year. Yeah. We'll have to do like a check-in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At some point. In a month's time, you can go, have you had your two hours off? <laughs> I'll be like, oh, no, not this week. <laughs> we'll touch base yeah. and go, How, how's the scrum going? Yeah. So in the last time we met, yeah. you said. Go team. Yeah. Thank you so much once again for listening. I really hope you've enjoyed today's conversation with Ben and Adele. They are absolutely incredible and just a huge thank you to them for all their ongoing support. And I'm very excited to be embarking on a cool new journey with them. And we will definitely keep you posted on the challenges and the amazing things that come out of what we're doing. And I just really hope that you're out there trying new things, stepping out of your comfort zone, following those dreams and starting Scrappy.